Parade of Dicks. I am your hostess, Lucy Buttons, here with my co-producer, John L. Hello. Hello. And we have our guest back again. He is an actor, a dancer, a clown, a burlesque performer, a pan-Polynesian queer man, enormous. Hello. Aloha. Thanks for having me back. <laughs> yes, I grew up in Hawaii. Sorry. Gotta get all the things, all the things. That's good. That's plenty. They can Google the rest. You can fill in anything I missed. You sure? Okay. <laughs> Just trying to give some uh, context for the conversation in case they missed the last episode. Thank you. Where we covered all of those Well, things, thanks for so. having me back. Thank this you for doing it again. Fun times. <laughs> okay, so today you brought a dick disqualifier or a list of them. I brought a list of dick Let's start with one and we'll go from there. Okay, racist. Oh. Oh, that's a good one. You, you, can't, get, you can't get this dick if you're a racist. That's not completely true because I'm really shallow. <laughs> uh, and if you're like super, super pretty in the face, like I might hate fuck you, but I'm uh-huh. gonna talk a lot of shit about you. Okay, how are you gonna know? I often ask if they're up, a racist or, or I, a I'll Trump supporter. It. Yeah, yeah, I of just kind of, do. yeah, I just kind of assume that. Um, his famous line on his social media, if you follow him, is the only thing. What is it? The only thing more stupid than Trump is a Trump supporter. There you Ooh. go. True. Again, hashtag facts. truth. <laughs> just facts. Just stating facts. So is that what you ask or you just say, are you racist? Certain things. Well, you know. How do you bait? <laughs> good question. I chum the waters. And the waters, luckily, in this day and age, tend to go through an iPhone and through an app. Okay. And so I will actually seek out people who say things like no Asians or no black men or only white people. And I, I tend Is to engage them. Is that common on gay apps? Yeah, unfortunately, it's pretty common I don't feel right like now. you would it, ever he, see that on this. Again, the... And the, I even when I was like looking for women, I never saw that. Online dating profiles is an efficient way to really weed out the things that you like but also things you don't like most people like no people under six foot no mm. brown dudes yeah you know? and then a lot of really people, see yeah. people will write no brown dudes yep to, i've seen though i feel like to their credit these hookup apps like grinder or scruff or whatnot have been getting better at eliminating those mm. um Meaning that they'll block those people yes, for racist behavior? Get, exactly. Huh, interesting. Uh-huh. In fact, Grinder put out this campaign earlier in the year called Kinder. Oh. Yeah, it was actually, it was kind of cute. Um, and they are, they are policing those things a little better now. That's good. What about the flip side of that? What if someone fetishizes you because of your... Yeah, that is wrong too, but it would depend on how they look. <laughs> Just honesty. I'm just honesty there. Hashtag truth. <laughs> Probably an easier sell, although we've had a couple takers for you, John L. Yeah, hey, hey, I fooled a couple of people. I'm a nice guy on the inside. Once they get through the rough exterior, they kind of No, I mean them. some people that fetishize Asian men that have been attracted to you for that. Uh, yeah, true. Yeah. Well, especially in the queer world, in the gay male world, mm-hmm. a lot of people who fetishize Asian men are, um, they tend to fall into like the what the Japanese call skebe and that's a beautiful word because it sounds exactly like what it is it means a perverted old man <laughs> skebe uh, <laughs> so it's like a skebe old white man who just look who will think of you as like your little submissive Asian boy yeah. who like, stereotypes I'll pay for dinner whereas yes enormous gotta eat 
<laughs> so you can't pay for dinner but <laughs> like, always yes, yeah feel free um you know i i don't fall into that and i'm shallow enough where that doesn't always appeal to me sure so okay yay. well what is your i think we can agree that racist is a good dick disqualifier I, I amen think no every person there. should always have that as a default dick disqualifier but i will say that i'm okay with people having ethnic preferences in their dating i think it's great if you don't but i think it's okay to be like to have a type yeah i think that's okay too just not to be a racist asshole yes i've seen people disguise racism as that's my preference it's like when your preference is excluding somebody based solely on their ethnic background that's actually fucking racist it might be your preference but your preference is also racist (laughs) (laughs) intersectionality goes both ways sure and i mean and again the, the the actual definition of the word is that you if you prefer one thing that doesn't mean that you are excluding any other thing. It's just like you're elevating one sector, not pulling one sector down. I love milk chocolate. I love sweet, sweet, sweet milk chocolate. I'll eat the fuck out of some like Oaxacan chocolate that has no (laughs) milk in it. (laughs) You know, like because it's all sweet. Now that's not the best analogy. (laughs) (laughs) No, because I'm white chocolate all the way. That's Uh, my thing. White racist. <laughs> milk chocolate or white chocolate? Milk white, white. Uh. I'm less of the you know. I prefer white people. Oh, I think he was actually talking about chocolate. Yeah, I was not- talking about actual chocolate. Actual chocolate yeah. Yeah. He likes okay. he likes tall, uh, redhead white women. Ah, yeah. Prefer I prefer them. He likes to climb. Yes. You know. <laughs> well, I, I I am I am a pan slut. <laughs> So not just cast iron, but yeah, I, I've dated many a tall white person. Yeah, many a tall white person. It's fun <laughs> being being all of five seven. Same, I was gonna say it's like everybody's taller than me, so it's it's not oh. it's not hard for me to find somebody taller are, than five five and a half. Are you the big spoon? Because that's when it's really fun. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> I actually most of the time I'm the little spoon. Oh, <laughs> that's also adorable. But when you're the big spoon and like an entire foot shorter, then you when you cuddle, you can like cuddle up to the like, small like of their really back. Just <laughs> you just you just kind of if you want the genitals to line up at all, you just have to bury your face in the middle of their back and like. Mm. <laughs> I love oh. this. Uh, What's your next next dick dick disqualifier? Dick disqualifier. Me. Well, I have so many here, but uh, let's go with flakes. Oh, flaky good. ass people that don't keep plans. Yeah, first date or in general. In general, like if you can prove that you're for real, and it comes up after a week or two, then like you know, I'll give you some leeway there. But if you can't even come through on the first time we make plans, uh, like you're not gonna get a second chance. Okay, efficiency is important. Everyone's time is very, very precious. Yeah. So see, I think it's harder to get together the first time because. You don't know the person. You it might be a waste of time. It's not a priority, whatever. But once I've met them, if I had an interaction, because I call the first date a psycho screening, good, L- little different, you know, because I don't exist in hookup culture, right? So like first date psycho screening, and then if I like them, I'll go on a second one, and that's mm-hmm. like a real date, right? But so the first one's not that important to me. Would you make plans with somebody and then either not show up or cancel or just stop? I might cancel if something came up. 
and reschedule. Like, okay. sorry, something came up today. I can't make it. Can we do it on Thursday? Yeah. So like that, is, I, that's fair. There, there's there's ways for canceled plans or unexpected emergencies to not seem like a flake. If you have a valid reason, if you're yeah. very apologetic, and then like what Lucy mentioned, you provide alternative schedules for said make up. Yeah. Hang yeah I out. wouldn't just like flat out be like, oh, yeah. it's not happening or not show up. And I have had people do that to me where we made like, especially app dating, you know, we would say like, oh, next week, Thursday, because I have, I, super busy so next week thursday so it's like yep. 10 days out like you are scheduling time for this person you're cutting out time uh-huh. in your schedule for them and then by wednesday i haven't heard anything exactly yeah i'm not gonna schedule them yeah. again those are sure. horrible people those are <laughs> trash human beings and they don't deserve your and not again not just dating in just in general life even yeah. with friends if yeah. you're planning shit with your friends Make sure that you know, you know, put it in the calendar. <gasps> not necessarily you. Not taking. I do. I it. schedule lots of tentative things because things come up. Yeah. Especially with John L, we have the hardest time recording, and like if I don't get guests, or sometimes <laughs> I'm just not feeling like True. funny, and then I don't want to record like me just having boring thoughts mm, or yeah, you know yeah. being but in a pissy mood. Like who wants to remember yeah. that? But ideas, you you make plans and you try at least to fulfill said plans for a particular goal. Like at work, I hate it when people just keep on blocking time with you just so that or blocking time for themselves so that not, other people won't talk to them. That's not how meetings work. Yeah. <laughs> yes, correct. You know, it's important it to like get a weird together. work environment. Yeah, it's just like people get busy and they try to use any excuse to, you know, we a lot of the way that things what you is your to day do. job may I, ask? I do digital marketing for a small startup called amazon.com ah wonderful, yeah, yeah. wonderful. i hope i hope they make it yeah <laughs> I, I think i've heard of them yeah yeah oh it's great yeah. I'll, I'll tell my ceo maybe uh, he it's he's happy that you know people have heard of his product great yeah. <laughs> okay so our topic for today uh we have a couple of hot topics Ooh. that generally i try to avoid talking about on the record so we're gonna try it and we're gonna see how it okay. goes well quote unquote pussy foot around them is that <laughs> is that a term i but can it, use you that? can use whatever term you want okay. i don't want to no, be this offensive. is not this is not this is not this is a place where we honestly discuss it even if we disagree with one another about things and where we want to discuss things where we disagree about them because that's how we advance as human beings by challenging one another and all of those things. That being said, for my own mental health, yes. I have tried to stay out of um, online drama about anything that I can. It's not because I'm afraid of a conversation. I am there for that conversation in person, but mostly I'm trying to listen. I'm trying to listen. I read the conversations other people are having, I, and then I will call someone and have a real conversation or see them in person uh, even better because although um, I get lots of compliments for my writing, I think I'm also often misconstrued and people easy. think that is so easy it's to do. so easy to do with anyone in written uh form but i i don't know so anyway um you want to talk about the burlesque community yeah let's talk about the burlesque community and the clicks within it and janelle kind of knows some of the stuff yeah so tell me tell me what's up Let's see. There's so many places to go from here. One is, yeah, you know, I love being a part of the burlesque world and I love many of the people that it has brought into my life. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's brought you into my life. Yeah. Um, 
And then sometimes it makes me sad when there's a lot of infighting and there seem to be factions. And so right now, some really good friends of mine are hating on one or other, another good friend of mine. Sure. And it's, it's so heartbreaking to me that it, I almost, it puts me off to the world altogether. And I'm lucky yeah. enough where I don't make my entire living as a burlesque performer. Mm-hmm. And so I'm somewhat peripheral in this world. I can be in it, but not of it completely. Sure. And Same. That's, I yeah. don't rely on it for my income anymore, but it's a huge part of my life, probably a little more so than yours. Probably. Yeah. Uh, and it's just so frustrating when I see people um, ganging up on each other. Right. Or, well, so how do you feel about like it's frustrating to witness. And I think when you're on the outside and you can understand where both people are coming from, you know, both yes. of those people, you see that it's like kind of a misunderstanding or someone's being stubborn or bringing something outside into the disagreement. But I mean, that's call out culture. So if someone yeah. makes a misstep, that is how our society kind of now deals with things on the Internet. Yes, so public shaming and all that. And I will admit I carry that flag high and proud like i will call bitches out and i will talk hella shit on the internet and i will engage i am amazed at the amount of fights i've gotten into with people (laughs) on the internet people in ohio like in some town that i can't even find on the map sure um i'm doing better about slowing down on that personally why so why if you you think it's important to call people out on it i do think it is at some point do you think it's important to do it publicly that's the main question. Oh, it depends on the offense. Before we get in a little bit deeper into said conversation, it's like my, I, this has always been a fear of mine is, you know, sometimes the call out culture is a call out culture because of the audience. Yes, they want the yeah. audience it's to like discuss. Feeding the crowds. To, you know, it, they want this topic to either be elevated and to be a topic of constructive conversation. But for the most part, if it's on the internet, especially on anybody's wall or social media, it's more of like it's not elevating conversation, more it's like festering. So that's, you know, that's my two cents because I know I do not have much of uh, uh, input on these things. But I do, like, you know, I, I peek in. You know, I've got a very curated wall. I don't like hate. I don't like drama. I only look at sports, people, celebrities, my family, and a couple of friends on my wall because of this call-out culture that we have right now. So I'm curious what to see how you guys are going to discuss this topic. Great. <laughs> <laughs> well, he just tossed the ball back. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, it's just hard because there's so many things. There are personal feelings. There are finances. There are uh, potential for future work that get all wrapped up into this. And, and lawsuits these days. There's a few yeah. lawsuits in the burlesque community. Yeah. And that just is heartbreaking because isn't that kind of the antithesis of what we stand for? Uh I think I think everyone has different reasons for doing it. I Touché. think I've been doing this a long time now. Um, and I still keep in mind what was going on before I started performing and what was ingrained in me, which was to know what came before and to respect those people that were there before you and to learn from them and, and treat them in a way that they're your example for how to behave. So I still do that. If you notice in my shows, even the way I do a lineup, usually you can see that um, by the people I book, you can see that. But I think newer performers um, 
and I was guilty of this as a new performer, even though all of those things were ingrained in me, is like they're trying to find their spotlight. So they're not coming to it. Most people are not coming to it because they're political or they're feminists or they're any of those things. They're coming to it because it's like a sparkly thing and they get to be naked and they get a crowd applause and like likes on their Instagram. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong. So that doesn't lend itself to being part of the community that you're talking about and that and I carrying think about. On our history and the banners of where we came from. Yeah, and fighting for those feminist rights, for the queer rights and the queer community and freedom to be who you are, like out and proud. That's not... It, they usually get on board or they get left yes. behind, but that can take years for people to do. <laughs> and and kind of like where you said... Uh, honoring those who came before us and paved our way. It's like at the same time when we have a lot of infighting and arguing and factioning and some people call it bullying, mm -hmm. like we also have a lot of idol worship. Yeah. And so, so-and-so because they're a living legend or they were a legend, like that's, that's great. And we do owe people a lot. We owe those who came before us a lot. But then I also see like, well, just because you like this person doesn't mean that everybody else needs to like them, especially if they're kind of like racist or batshit fucking crazy right. or a Trump supporter. Who cares if they hold a title or if they produce 10 shows? It's like, we can call a spade a spade. And it's that that's frustrating to me because I see so much like, oh my God, I love her. Oh my God, he is amazing. Actually, it's like that person's batshit fucking crazy and right. an asshole. <laughs> Although a lot of perform, like I think you have to be a little crazy to be a performer. Uh, touche. And I think the performance community, because of the love and adoration aspect of it, it draws people to it that are seeking that, which means those are also people that um, need it. And at least when they start off, which I do think it can change when people are around a long time, but at least when they start off probably need it. And so it's a, different kind of thing and even like when you look at the queer families that um existed in ballroom and stuff like that when people need to find their fathers and their mothers and make their own families it changes it a little bit like no. why you need to be a part of that yeah. community that and, is, and the adoration aspect of it that the family aspect is something that i had a mini realization on a couple weeks ago and i realized like your chosen family can be just as dysfunctional as the family yes. you were born into. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And you can feel just as stuck and just as frustrated mm -hmm. with your chosen families. And mental illness can run just as rampant. <laughs> <laughs> because it because it does because you know a lot of us have suffered childhood traumas and you found this way of expressing it and and recreating it and recreating who you are in order to cope with that but you also bring with it all of those problems that come up and are exacerbated by facebook and the internet yeah, yeah. and being a performer and being in these communities so for you're talking about idolization i mean most of us saw the Michael Jackson documentaries with the two men. Okay. So most of us that have seen that probably think he was a pedophile and abused those two men. Right. Do you agree? Yeah. Yes. I would agree with what you just said. Okay. So if you think that that probably happened, do you still listen to Michael Jackson's music and enjoy him as a musician and performer? Exactly. Like, can you separate the artist from the work. their work and R. Kelly and Chris Brown and mm -hmm. 
I don't know who else. We were talking Louis about Woody Allen, yeah, Louis C.K. Louis C.K. Woody Allen. I personally, in most cases, do actually have a really hard time uh, separating the two. And okay. So like, I don't listen to Louis C.K. anymore. I don't. Well, I mean, how is this news with R. Kelly? Like, we I knew this in <laughs> high school. I graduated in 1995. <laughs> like we knew this um and so yeah so, I, so then you stop listening to those people i did okay you know, and and so if you found out that someone that you admired as a performer in in our community you would disassociate from that probably yeah. if you found out that they were a trump supporter which <laughs> is the it's the thing that comes yeah. up the most frequently absolutely yeah okay i, I do do that I, I have conflicting feelings about it because I've tried to, I've not tried, but I've been watching things where one of those problematic famous actors or comedians or whatever ended up being in it or someone, you know, my friend was watching it or my partner was watching it. And I do, I have those feelings of unease and I don't know if I want to laugh at it. I liked Louis CK. That's where I got the bag of dicks thing from, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not going to stop doing my bag of dicks thing because of that, because it's it was yours a concept. now. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but I do have conflicting feelings of it. Do I think Michael Jackson was a very talented performer? I do. I think something bad happened to him when he was a kid, besides mm-hmm. that he grew up in that whole situation. Yeah. I think he was probably abused. And so he probably did that. And if I'm having empathy for him as a human being, there's that aspect of it too, because people don't become like that. Now with Trump, it's a little bit different. But that being said, I have clients that are Trump supporters. I have clients that work for a company that um, promotes uh, the way I put it on Facebook that works for folks moose. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, I have known burlesque performers that are also Trump supporters. And I think I felt differently about it in 2016 than I do about it now. That's fair. Because it wasn't as, um, it wasn't as extreme. It was extreme. And I, but I was like, okay, let's see. Some of you just like really want to disrupt our politics. Okay. I can understand how you can feel that way. And then slowly it's gotten like more racist and more segregated and more of all those things. And so now I'm like, like I had an argument with my friend the other day, not a burlesque performer, but she, I was talking to her about the Epstein thing, speaking yes. of shitty people. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm perfectly happy for everyone that's involved in that to burn down. I don't care if Bill Clinton goes down. I'm pretty sure he will. Like, you know, that's all fine with me. And he was not a great person anyway. Um, on all sides of the aisle. Right. But she was then bringing up that tweet. Which tweet? The tweet from Trump telling people to go back where they came from. Ah, yes. And when she sends me things like that, or sometimes she'll send me, she's sort of, I consider her a conspiracy theorist. She was a Bernie supporter before she was a Trump supporter. And she (laughs) will send me things, I know, and these like propaganda videos, and it's like, this is how he's going to get reelected. And I will try to watch it the same way that I put on other channels of news sometimes to see what the other side is saying. Smart. And then I, like, I'll get a minute into it, and I'm like, I can't watch this dribble. Like, I just, it's propaganda. He's a fascist. He's not. And I'll say that to her, even knowing that she supports those things. Um, And I've said it to those other people as well, uh, which they didn't take very kindly. And so then she called me up. And she's like, 
reading me. She's screaming. And I just answered the phone like, I don't want to argue with you. And she's scream reading that the whole tweet, <laughs> not the segment, but the whole tweet at me. And she's like, what part of that is racist? And I'm like, the part where he tells people to go back where they came from, they came from here. Yeah. And he's saying it because they're brown people, but that doesn't make them their countries. Their exactly. country is America. And I was he like, wouldn't There's say one- that to his wife. Of wives. Course. You know, <laughs> like, of course, there's but also plenty of white people here that are not from here. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. I have a friend back in California who is of Mexican descent, born and raised in Iowa, of mm-hmm. all places. He married his now husband, who is a Kiwi with Australian citizenship. And then all of their friends asked him at the wedding. So are you going to go for your papers now? like well my husband might (laughs) my husband who is the actual foreigner might yeah uh so there's that what i have learned over and over is that and i'm a former teacher i taught at schools and you can educate ignorance but you can't do shit with stupidity like and that's that i can't do nothing with that yeah i mean i don't know that this particular friend um I don't hesitate to call them stupid. I I don't know where she falls in that Uh, because I didn't understand how she cannot see that that's like inherently racist to say that to someone, especially someone who comes from the country. It's racist anyway, but it, but I don't understand how you cannot understand that the person was born here. Yeah. I literally kind of like the whole birther thing. Even if Obama had been born in a different country, which he fucking wasn't. (laughs) But even if he had, the fact that his mother was an American citizen makes him a fucking American American. citizen. Mm. Like, how can how can the person who can't understand that now be the person occupying the White House? Absolutely. And And then she sent me a video of a Southern black woman saying all of the Trump-like things. And I was like, again, they were born here. Like, what is the trouble? And I read the articles about the people that were born here or have citizenship here whose papers were invalidated and they've been taken by ICE for long periods of time because they're, they're not... brown. Because they're brown. Yeah. And, um, and I don't know how she doesn't understand well, that when I try to, like, reason with her. So... Although I've been like, okay, you know, maybe, and I argue with people to try to to try to educate them, to try to help them understand from my personal experiences, because I think it makes a difference. I'm from Wisconsin, and Wisconsin, I would say, is mostly Trump country right now. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't always that way. It wasn't as blatantly racist as it is now. It was religious always, um, but I think it's really important as a more liberal... Fairly moderate, but I would not call myself a moderate, but I'm not a far liberal, right? Yes. And so I think it's important to try to have those discussions and teach people. When I talk about abortion rights and women's rights, I tell them my personal struggles trying to get birth control. That's a personal story that I can tell them detailed accounts of when I tried to get it all throughout my life and wasn't allowed to get it that might help a Republican understand why it's important and how difficult it is for a regular person who comes from a middle class family Mm. to still get those things. So I try to bridge that gap, but it's getting harder. That being said, I don't know if someone having voted for Trump in 2016 is a reason in and of itself to necessarily write them off because they don't at that time, I don't think they connected the amount of racism that is so clear to us now, but now if they're still fighting for Trump, I think like 
there's no question there's anymore. There's no question yeah. of it. But then does that mean that they're not a good performer? No, not necessarily. But it means they're That's a shitty a person that we yeah. don't want in our community. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, and I don't care how great of an actor Kevin Spacey was mm-hmm. and the things he did for elderly That was when I watched the last season Hollywood. of that. You know? Yeah, it's like... I don't care anymore. I don't care. There are many talented people out there who aren't also shitty people. And and I'm tired of putting shitty people up on a pedestal and wealth up on a pedestal. Totally. Yeah. But totally. this is this is all also like all this racism. Not none of this is news. Like none of or none of it is new, rather. Yeah. This has been going on. So Since what about forever. when it comes from a brown person or a black person? Because some of the recent stuff in the burlesque community is true. Just like that the, gross mag 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 uh, maga wedding. Oh yeah, uh, that <laughs> was in actually Staten a Island? Filipino person in Staten Island. Uh, no, somewhere not like uh, oh, I don't know. I, I just saw no. the one that there was a he crashed a Staten Island wedding over the weekend. But it's no, 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 oh, yeah, not yeah. that. I this know was what a you're couple, and I think. I think both people were actually persons of color. No, no. Just both the, people were white, but they're very close to a Filipino person who no, is... No, the father was. The really? father wouldn't come. And and there was... No, like the, the groom was okay. part... We should double check. Yeah. Okay. But I know that on there... Where can I fact check that's accurate? Say... Oh, God. Google. <laughs> no, you can't just Google things. No, Amazon, you can't. Amazon.com. But what I did notice is that somebody connected to the couple is a homosexual Filipino immigrant whose hashtags are like legal immigrant, MAGA. Um, and no, I mean, uh, to interject, yeah, I do have- They did a theme wedding, like they wore the hats. They and Her one dress of, was wow. made it to said, say keep America or yeah. make America. I wow. can't even get the and, whole no, thing but, out. And her, her maid of honor refused to wear the hat, but she would wear a red hat because the maid of honor was a Democrat. And she's like, I'm not wearing that. Yeah. Well, again, it's- so the first point is it's not new, but I think uh, like what we mentioned earlier in the episode, this has been normalized because it's Again, like they're just coming yeah. out of the woodwork with magnified by social media and the interconnectivity of everybody. Now we can just see just how many people are of that thinking and of that philosophy. And on the other end, though, it's still, holy shit. She so she just showed John L the, uh, the the MAGA wedding. Mm. Finish your thought. No, but also like I do like uh, I have a lot of of uh, friends in Las Vegas uh, of Filipino descent. Most of them are Republicans. Yeah. Um, See, Republicans and Trump supporters, 100%. I will differentiate totally a little understand. bit yep. as well. Yep. I don't think it's okay that the Republicans are complicit with what. Sh- with what is happening, but I will say there are people that might be Republican minded in the traditional sense mm-hmm. that, um, and, and that is the case. There's also like, for me, like yeah. I always, uh, the past couple of years after all of these issues, um, I'm getting more and more involved in diving deeper into people's psychology or beliefs because, um, with, uh, with Trump, I, there, there, I, I knew of Filipino immigrants that voted for Trump. Not necessarily for him. Filipino's be- not a, I know we've talked about this before, but it's not a communist country. No, it's the most democratic country because in the world. People that are from <laughs> communist countries. My old boss was from Vietnam and he was very pro Trump because that tends to 
be the yeah. carryover because I mean, of capitalism. Russians, Chinese, that's why they're a little bit uh, connected because, you know, they have uh, uh, cultural ties with the philosophies of being hyper conservative and stuff like that. But Filipinos like total opposite. It's, it's too democratic. Also, what they've found is that people tend to vote with their geographic location. Yep. Um, more so than That's even unfortunate. Yeah, because and, uh, it's a big country, and a lot of I mean, well, also a lot of a lot of the platforms of the you know the Republican Party is more of protection of property because and if you are coming from a third world country, you just made it, you right. finally you know you finally got out of poverty. Now your kids are happy. Their your kids have money. They never had to worry about anything. You will do anything to protect the things that you've worked for because it's got so hard. So a lot of the platform tends to protect people that are, you know, mid uh, middle income slightly under. They're scared wrongly scared into thinking that they're actually in jeopardy 100% and that's the thing because they they look so at the they're flash trying to protect so i think that's the true also in the burlesque community i think the people that that's affected is the same thing they're more successful people that have that are trying to protect their wealth what and, they have and yeah. yeah and it's human nature like it or it seems to be that like you got your place in this country and now you're going to protect it 100%. from other people that's been it is one group yes, after the other. Yes, you're right. That yeah, is how gross, we work as people. And that's, I will say I'm racist. I hate the human race. I think we are all <laughs> fucking trash. Inherently, you want to be around people that look like you and share your values. And that's like a biological thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, it's that's even that's, in New York. You see the communities, yes, right? You yeah, all find find our pockets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was excited that you were Filipino, <laughs> like when you started talking about it. So yeah, I don't see, I don't have a lot of Filipino friends in New York, but I mean, you yeah, know. I see them mostly in the Upper East Side, walking little dogs, and <laughs> carrying white babies. Yeah, um, but I mean, it's in the word itself. I mean, the reason why it's called human race, not human tribe or human communities, because it's it's a competition. You know, somebody has to win, somebody has to lose, which is sad. You know, I mean, I, I, we talked about this uh, offline a lot about when I moved to New York, I found it extremely weird why people were so rude because New York is such a tough place and the tougher the place, the more people should be helping each other because it's tough. You need more people to fucking get your job done. And then they realize like, they, why why is everybody angry with everybody else when we need like every, everything is so expensive everything is so tiny everything is so packed so we, yeah. aren't we supposed to be nicer but well, i guess that's well, not how the world of all, works. did you move here in like the height of summer or the height of winter because <laughs> people are bitchy when it's really hot i i i, I yeah i think i'm I am. Yeah. <laughs> right i was just so surprised how how difficult but everybody also, wanted to be when we perceive our resources as limited and finite we yes. tend to get like mm-hmm. really guard them jealously yeah. but yeah. on a global scale they are limited and yeah. finite yeah. so uh, you know and and that is the environment that people have that the republicans that trump has created in our country is just to, to make people feel that way yeah um he's you he or but he, i don't know why that exists in the burlesque community um, maybe it's human nature and maybe humans are trash. Well, humans are trash in many ways. It's it's the thing is like everyone's great and this is human and it's natural, but everyone has downfalls, right? Yeah. So that's the part that makes me feel 
it's not that I haven't written some people off. I certainly have. And I'm, I'm starting to be better about it. It was like, take people for what they're showing you. And like, that is what it is. But the internet can make that seem a lot different than the reality. That's true. Of it. Because if and I'm not you comfortable were to just fall. writing it off because yeah. someone did a Facebook post because I've been the, I've been on the receiving end of those attacks when I was honestly asking a question, trying to understand so that I didn't make a misstep. I have, you know, done all of the right things behind the scenes, but something looked wrong online. You know what I mean? So yeah. like, I'm not comfortable just ending someone's career because of some, I read all the things where someone seemed batshit crazy and everyone came for them and they were idolized and they were a title holder and all that stuff. And I was really not happy with what that person wrote or with what they were defending. But I also am like, yeah, but if you know that person at all, like they're just literally on another planet you would you had said batshit crazy maybe they are batshit crazy and now you're like attacking a crazy person too that's not good if they're mentally unwell then that's like that's not good either because they're human i'm not saying yeah. be friends with them i'm not yeah, saying book yeah. them <laughs> but like yes you don't need to attack each other but you do need to infighting doesn't make our community look good either which is part Correct. of the reason i stay out of it yeah as much <laughs> as i can because I just want to entertain. I want to be escapism for my audience. That's, I think that's a great goal. And that's most of what, that's a big chunk of what performers do and are. Yeah. And I look at, I mean, I do post some political things because it's been hard this year with the abortion stuff not to. Um, and I do recognize that it's a feminist platform, but mostly I want it to be entertaining. So even when I do that, I want it to be funny or informative or, you know. Yeah. Anything's a little bit more palatable yeah. when it's, humorous yeah. yeah but i also understand why infighting or controversy happens a lot in any field or any community or any clique it's because it's easier to actually garner a little bit of support if you are against something yeah you're supposed to be polarizing yeah. so it's a make lot people easier. love you or hate you don't be neutral which is weird because you know in in reality that's not good for no yeah. yeah in in practice like in reality it's it's best that you debate and collaborate because you have a bigger pool if you have 100 people 50 on one side 50 on the other it's better if you're debating but not fighting because you have 100 but that potential. gets lost on facebook yeah but right now it's a lot easier to just like i'm gonna fight one person because at least i know i'm assured of 50 rather the potential of 100 well, in the burlesque community, you're not allowed to be neutral anymore. Okay. because, it, yeah. And also in the politics in this country, if you're neutral, you're being complicit to these hate crimes, to these racist behaviors, to these comments. So I don't know. Yeah. But I don't think that I'm comfortable with the opposite of that either because that breeds that separation, which breeds more tension in our country and in our community. So what would... A solution be i don't know you want to talk oh. about it <laughs> <laughs> i know unfortunately i don't think i really have a solution other than put me in charge of shit <laughs> <laughs> like we'll have a normocracy uh if everybody did you could have your own production company you could have your own shows you could have your own policies that's Touché. one reason to be a producer is so you can affect change in the community more. yeah yeah for curation i mean I've done some small things that I thought like people wanted money to go up. Okay, well, I'm going to pay a little bit more, but you have to participate in promotion in the show. Because back in the day, everyone had to participate in promoting the show anyway. So to yeah. me, that's part of the expectation. But the idea that like money should go up and tips should go up and expectation and everything should go up, but you're not so giving your any effort. Yeah. 
Yeah, in your work. Yeah, so that was something that was important to me. But there's other things too, you know. There's so many things. There's always you can't please everybody, I guess. But I, I, the thing that I hope that people are still trying to do, people tend to use uh, the, you know, do you as a shield rather than a uh, an encouragement. Like I'm just gonna do me, or like you do you, I do me, and whatever. But I hope uh, it's instead of just giving up on trying to do a little bit better, it's mm-hmm. just. Okay, do you, but do the extra step. Make sure you're not stepping on anybody's toes. I don't think it's that it's complicated. sometimes not to step on anybody's toes. I mean, so many toes. Just try. So did you want to talk about this because it's just bothering you in the community, or did you specifically want to talk about it with me? Or More so the first one. Okay. You know, it's just something I've been noticing now. Um, and I realized like, I was poo-pooing on people for fighting with each other, but then I turned around and kind of poo-pooed on somebody who <laughs> might just be bad shit crazy. But I was like, oh my gosh, man. Like, <laughs> this, is, this is not people. <sighs> so you do think that it's good to write people off based on... I have written many a person off, and though I've been criticized for it, I feel better personally. I'm not saying everybody has sure. to write somebody off, but sometimes I think if somebody does something heinous, yeah, and the one thing they want is recognition and attention, for take that all away from them, and they'll they'll understand that there are consequences to their behavior. It's true. Bullying is important anthropologically speaking because it helps to progress society, and you bully out some things, but. It's who and when and when it's appropriate. And right now, I think all of these things are happening because our culture is shifting so quickly. Yes. That it's just this like push and pull and tugging and everyone's going in different directions and having different expectations. And I think people like it's not that they don't want to. They don't even know. They don't know the language yet. They don't know the expectations yet. And and trying to like change your whole way of thinking in 10 years time. I mean, really. And keeping up with it. And then and at the end, you're just kind of like storm tossed and yeah. you're wondering where the hell am i <sighs> you know yeah. that's that's kind of the end of that you're like i i don't know where i am i don't know where any of us stand anymore but then at the end of the day too you also know that there are definitely some things that are wrong yeah. absolutely <laughs> and, and it's like but you're so distracted it's like okay the president just said something racist while taking away women's rights, while taking away trans rights, while colluding with a foreign government, it's like, where do you aim your arrow? Mm-hmm. Right. I think that's distraction. Yeah, clearly. Like, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna do a hundred horrible things. They'll probably catch eighty, but I'm still gonna get away with twenty. Yeah, so that's it's. <laughs> Which I think was his reputation for businesses. 100%. Yeah. Was he just came in and wreaked havoc? And then declared bankruptcy. (laughs) But I think, okay, so I think the other piece is that declaring bankruptcy is forgiveness in some ways, right? And in the community, there's no forgiveness. Even if people apologize and try to move forward, like a lot of times people have already written them off. So if you've known someone for 15, 20 years or are living legends that are in their 80s that use like a a verbal term, term, a racist term that we would never use anymore, but that it was acceptable when they were young and that doesn't make it acceptable now but people kind of just like let it go because they're like they're a hundred like you would do with your great great grandfather or something like that you know what i mean and it's like no nobody likes it. it everyone in the room is uncomfortable but like it is what it is grandpa's like losing his mind right so 
at what point can you what are the qualifiers of like what i guess or and like and when can you when can someone make amends for making a mistake and and admitting it and figuring it out? I mean, obviously, like I said, if they're still supporting Trump at this point in time, like you really got to question what their motivation is. But at the same time, the very far liberals aren't ever even trying to listen. Yeah, we're, we're not willing to meet each other halfway. And no. that, is, that is a problem. But uh, I mean, that doesn't. And be, if you've known it, someone for 15 years, but you see a post about that person, do you immediately? You have to question the post first off, just as a human. You're instinct. right. Yes, and you. So then you and if you know the person, you should follow up with the person that you actually know. There are things like. And then what if what if you have that conversation in real life? Because I'm thinking of like some two very well known, having been around a long time, that just sort of got attacked online about some things, and like one just said, you know something something that maybe could be considered neutral or maybe could not be considered neutral in response to it. So are you then automatically writing that person off because they commented on it? You don't know what the meaning yes. was behind it. You don't know the conversation that they had. I, I, I know what you to what you refer. And yeah. Like if it's neutral when it's in a gray area, of course you can't really make a judgment, right? I can't, I'm going to speak for myself. I'm not going to say you or anybody else, but like if the area is gray, like, mm, okay. And I did actually hear somebody say, well, I made a comment and it was just misconstrued yeah. and it wasn't, right. it wasn't like cheering anybody on or anything. It was just misconstrued, which is the danger of working only with text. Yeah, absolutely. There's no, there's no intonation. That can yeah. end someone's entire career right yes. now. Yes. Um, but then there are certain things like the person I'm dating right now, their cousin posted a picture of their current boyfriend holding their baby. And on his arm is a swastika. Right? He's about 22 or so. And the person I'm dating commented on the picture. He's like, Does your boyfriend actually have a swastika tattooed? Like, and she's like, well, yeah, he got that when he was young and stupid. And see, I'm adding her tone to this. I did. I just read right. this. I don't even know how she said it. There are cover-up tattoos. Exactly. 100%. Which you Put a do. stop sign over Exactly. That. Also, motherfucker, you are 22 years old. You're still young and stupid. Yeah. But that's not, that might be a reason. That's there not are long excuse. sleeve shirts. Yeah. yeah. It's a swastika. Yeah. And you're holding a baby. Like all of this is just so gross. And then the comments that happened after that, it's like, well, it's not about his arm and his tattoos. It's about their beautiful baby. And you should be focusing on that. And who cares if he loves no, the color it's a of his skin? Yeah. Their baby Nazi. Exactly. I but, had a weird question about a swastika. I saw a, a a mask of Trump and Melania at a store the other day on the Upper West Side. And I wanted to draw a swastika on his forehead because I think of him as a Nazi. But then I was like, am I perpetuating something hateful ah, if I were to do that? See? By calling a spade a spade, a Nazi a yeah. Nazi, am I perpetuating hate? And then I was like, yeah, I don't know where this who, falls. Because yeah. the people who know he's a Nazi and don't care already know and they already don't care. That's true. Well, one, you but should no, not no, but deface I'm other would people's I be perpetuating? Property. Of course you shouldn't. <laughs> yes. Unless it's a Trump mask. But <laughs> I was just wondering, like, am I perpetuating? W would that be considered anti-Semitic if I were to draw it on? Uh, do you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, no, swastikas is are just so vile that you cannot touch them 
in any way without... I should have written Nazi on his forehead. I didn't yeah. do anything. What I do when I see pictures that I candy face is I just draw a little Hitler, Hitler mustache, mustache on him. Oh, that's, interesting. That's, that's a that little less Which inflammatory. Is, I mean, so all this conversation is also sad for me because like, I love symbols too. Swastika is supposed to be a Buddhist symbol of peace and unity yeah. and forward progression the hitler mustache is charlie chaplin's mustache yeah so it's like oh, you are defiling uh symbolism Some beautiful things and that is the i think that is the reason why it's even more hateful than just you know the imagery of it but that is a great question yeah. like i know are, that's a funny and it's a funny thing to even admit but i had that conversation with myself in the head and i was like wait a minute like but he is a nazi no no i to mean me, he's a nazi it's a good question. It's a conundrum because, like, for example, if you are judging somebody for their apathy, right, are you being judgmental? <laughs> or are you trying to help somebody not be uh, neutral? Right. Right? If that's being judgmental, then I'm like, well, cool. I'm fucking judgmental yeah. and I'm going to own that shit. Because, yeah, apathy is dangerous. Mm. Apathy is enabling. And but the thing is, if for example, if you are taking away my freedom to not exercise anything, right? If I don't want to, I don't want to stand. Yeah. If, if you want to be Switzerland, yeah, I'm I, gonna be fucking hey, neutral. I don't right. want to. And if I'm taking care of my mental health in the burlesque community, mm -hmm. I have to stay out of those conversations. Hundred percent. I one hundred percent have to. I have very high anxiety. I know I'm misconstrued in writing, even when I do my best to write it clearly. And yeah, yeah. That's I'm, fair. Yeah. But then And I have to work with these people regardless and I can't handle the yeah. situation. Well, let's take it to another uh, another step like if you have to feed your family and you're living in a border state, mm -hmm. are you going to be an ICE patrol are you going to be an ICE agent mm -hmm. and start yep. rounding up people who might even be citizens and deporting you them might and separating be. families? Some black if it's people your job. might feel that way about people that become police officers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because crime against black people in america is oftentimes by police officers yeah. so yeah it's it's and a the legal system it's you it's, could say uh, if you're in the legal system at all yeah. i mean unless you're trying to change it from within is there an ice agent out in texas who's trying to change well, right. the system i'm sure there are people that feel like it's better to get involved in those yeah. things to do you know i've heard that argument about kamala harris people are saying she's like really terrible and she's terrible for the um black communities but I'm like, well, you have to get into the system in order to change, change it. it. And you have to play the game in order to get into the system in order mm -hmm. to advance. So I'm willing to hear what she has to say. I also yeah. think she's more likely to be able to beat Trump personally <laughs> than any of the other candidates. It's, it's, a, it's a good conversation because it, when I when uh, so my friends know this, I have a very highly curated Facebook wall. I, I, I only have lists of people that I want to follow and want to listen to. And I was telling this to a friend of mine and he said like, oh, I mean, how would you, how, how are you going to help the people that are too loud, too noisy, too stupid, uh, craving for attention, um, incorrect in this stuff that they post online when you don't see them? Right, and they've. Why do you like, have to correct them? Well, exactly. I mean, but that's the thing too. Like, See, I okay. If you post something I don't like on your page, and I'm friends with you, maybe I'll say like I don't like that, right? Yeah. But if I, it's a stranger, I just scroll. Yeah. No. Right. And if I have something I want to say on your subject, but I think it's going to cause a fight mm -hmm. that I don't want to have, then I'll go to my page and I'll be like, I hate Pepsi. 
<laughs> and people can, you know, because it's just it's my platform to say whatever the fuck I want on my thread, mm-hmm. and it's your platform on your thread to say whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Yes. And I could argue with you, but it's your thread. Hundred percent. And that's that. And my 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 <sighs> reasoning is like this is my domain. I'm gonna do whatever I want to do in my domain, and I just want to follow people that I want to follow. I want to look at pretty things and read fun stuff. I have we have friends that I muted because I just Me too. It's like you cannot post more than three things in an hour. Fuck you. Oh, that's me. I can too. But you know what? I'm fucking entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're you're in the minority here, pal. Like, We're I entertaining. Like, uh but also like I've got friends and yeah, I'm lucky. Uh my parents with all their flaws, they're not Trump supporters, mm-hmm. thank God. But I have friends whose family members are. Yeah. And my friends will post something and then their family members will say something totally stupid and Trump supporty. <laughs> and then I have gotten in a couple online online fights with people in upstate New York and people in Florida. And it's just easier for me to state the simple fact that the only thing more stupid than Trump is a Trump supporter. 100%. Well, the, you, these, there are things that people blatantly understand and still stand by. Because people don't want to admit when they're wrong. That's one, and that's horrible. What's even worse is like they want to be wrong. They want they want people to get riled up. Trolls, I think, in any form, online, real person, like these are people are just like, are you that bored? Are you that bored? Some trauma happened to them yeah. probably in childhood, and that- then you're trying to just ruin other people's thing. But again, that's what's making them happy. Yeah, and and I mean, the best thing that we can do is just call it out and. Maybe, but some people like to ignore it. I, oh, I mean, and that's for the most part that has been my stand. Like I, <laughs> I, again, I, most of uh, my friends are Lucy's friends, the people that are in the burlesque community too, and I love them all. I love most of them super dearly, but sometimes I just cannot stand some form of of attention seeking. Uh oh! Apologies. Attention seeking is fine because you know we all need that. But I don't like the self contradiction. Like you know, some you'll you're you're gonna post one one post one day saying like how effing strong you are and how you are did this and built that and you've survived through things. And the very next post is begging for something else. It's like that. Those two statements does not. But people are walking contradictions. Hundred percent. That and that and my it's human. Like you are strong and vulnerable at the same. Hundred percent. And then instead of for me, there are some people that I will understand and listen to all this dichotomy and waves of changes. But for the most part, nah. <laughs> nah. I'm just gonna stick to the photos of my nephews that my sister posts and which is well friends. within your right. Yeah. And some other people will call that a form of privilege. Yeah. That's true. That's true. And we are all privileged. Like the fact that we have Facebook pages and and, and pocket-sized can... devices that we can like <laughs> absolutely you know? and have these discussions freely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's a huge privilege. Yeah. Turn on the faucet and get clean, drinkable water. That's that turns true. hot sometimes. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> we. I mean, we. That's something that I. I still find weird because back 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 in the Philippines, uh, you can't drink straight out of the fucking faucet. Like you, Some parts of this country you can't drink. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But 
so I think it's privileged for the burlesque community to demand people to behave the way that they want them to behave. That's true as well. Yeah. Even if it's right, even if it's morally and it is a privilege to do that. But it, you're, and yeah, it is so frustrating though when somebody is so blatantly wrong. You know, are we going to give somebody a pass because they're old? Like they can say something racist? Like, oh, okay, I guess. But then are we going to turn around and give somebody a pass for having a racist symbol on their body because they were young and stupid? No. Right. Burn that shit off. <laughs> That's right. so. Th- I don't know. Quick aside, though, it's like because because my, my sister has small kids and there are certain topics that they have been um, discussing like at 10 eight nine years old that i never really grew up with like you know knowing that everything that we do is now cataloged and recorded and will sure. be it forever i never had to worry about that well and that's gonna affect their jobs 100 percent. yeah like if people heard the things that i've done with me and my friends did when we were in high school holy shit i didn't do anything that bad you're in Wisconsin. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, that's that's scary. And living t- to be living in a world. And where I've always been like open-minded and like just <laughs> tell me about it. Yeah. What's that? Uh. But even if you're doing something wonderful and great, as this conversation has pointed out, it can be so easily twisted and misconstrued. Yeah. We're all on eggshells right now. You, I mean, you, or maybe it will just be so saturated that nobody will give a damn. Which is worse, though. Nobody would give a damn about your past, and yeah. like I'm not gonna bother uh, Facebook stalking your past right yeah. now. I do know that in the acting community, some people are getting roles because they have more Instagram followers than others. Oh, that's any yeah. job right yeah. now. Oh, oh, great! <laughs> it's a lot of jobs. Oh, burlesque for it. sure. Yeah, um, and burlesque people are getting jobs because of a stance they've taken on social justice issues as well. Yeah, you, you have Which to have a class. That's, that's a little interesting. It's because totally interesting. It's a talent field, acting, comedy, whatever. And now we're making that secondary to your social... To your stance, to yeah. your political standing yeah. and your and, wh- views. And, and of course, we can say, you know, as a queer performer, as a burlesque performer, like everything you do as a drag performer, everything you do is political... But at the same time, to my earlier point, like if it's escapism, it's usually like hidden politics, right? Yes. So if you're booking someone just based on their personal politics, which you might not even see in their performance directly, what are we doing? Boy, good question. You want to talk about yeah, it. <laughs> you don't have any answers. No, but that's that's part of why I wanted to talk about it. <laughs> well, hopefully the, the 18 million listeners that we have will yeah. chime yeah. in. You know, this has been, for us, I think a great conversation. It's been long. I hope it translates to interesting for the listeners as well. We'll see. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just like, I'm, I'm learning as we go to, and, I, and I, I, I always love being, like what you mentioned, being apart from the drama. Like, you know, it's like on seeing, the sidelines. Yeah, because like I look at it and it's like for me, highly objectively. It makes like, me sad. See, I've gotten to the point I've had enough therapy and I've done enough <laughs> self work, honestly, where I see it and I just see, I just feel so sad for the people involved in it. Oh, I yeah. feel sad for the person who feels, who like is almost looking for things to be mad about because they've had horrible interactions in this country or abroad and they like, 
picked a fight with someone because of something that is wrong. They're a Trump supporter. That's wrong. And and the things they stand for is wrong. But there wasn't like a thing. But they chose for there to be a thing yeah. to have a fight about because they're so mad and they've had such a terrible experience. And then I feel sad for the other person who I don't know their experience and why they feel that way. And I totally disagree with them. But I don't know that I think that their whole lives deserve to be burnt burned down. I mean, we had this discussion a long time ago about Aziz when that yeah. thing happened. Yeah. And it's like, where is the line? Like sexual assault can be grabbing someone's butt or mm-hmm. tit or ball sack or whatever. And or it could be rape. Yeah. Right. And yeah. those two things are not equal and don't deserve the same response. Correct. Uh, yeah. Al Which, Franken. Yeah. You know? Who, yeah. Like I don't think was... those Epstein. Well, you rape a bunch of little girls and perfectly happy with everything <laughs> getting burnt down with all of your assets being taken away with your life being mm-hmm. ruined. You know, like. Yeah. So. Yeah. As Jesus' uh, latest uh, special was mostly just reflection on what had happened. Did anybody watch it? You watched it. it yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's fairly. It's getting good reviews. I didn't like it because it wasn't funny. And didn't uh, Louis C.K. try to show up and do something? And he was in like, Skankfest. Yes. Uh, it's weird because the news said, that, oh, standing ovation for Louis C.K. Uh, it's standing ovation because there weren't any seats. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. yeah but uh, he's been trying. But he, again, I think. Um, but he, when can someone redeem themselves? How can someone redeem themselves? My thing okay, is, like, see, if, you made a not, mis- if you made a mistake, fuck, work for it. America loves a good redemption story. Ooh, that's I don't. Maybe I'm not. A, <laughs> you know, like, I don't. I've, even as a child, it's been so hard to get me to forgive. Uh, for example. I have a hard time genuine. Like, I'll give, I'll give them another chance, quote uh-huh. unquote, but I don't, like. You got that chip on your shoulder. Yeah, of course. Hell yeah. So like I am not a Tulsi Gabbard supporter because she is running for president. Um, (laughs) She is from Hawaii. Okay. And I'm so. It makes me so immensely happy to know oh, that you I don't even know her. who that is. No, I saw her on um, Bill Maher or something. Quite possible. She's. Uh, Why are you not a supporter? Because although she claims to have changed her stance on homosexuality, mm. she comes from a political family in Hawaii, all of whom are unconscionable homophobes. And I personally have memories of her standing on the corner of the road that leads in and out of my hometown, holding up signs and yelling things at me and about, you know, and about me. Yeah. And yeah, she was young then and maybe stupid. But I can tell you that the hatred she threw at me then was far more sincere than the apologies she has made Mm. since. And somebody asked me once, one of her supporters asked, well, when is the right time to apologize? And my answer to that is when you don't have to. When you don't have to apologize to get votes to be the American president. Uh. When you don't have to pander. Like you... It's kind of like... But every one of the nominees is apologizing for something. Touche. Their apology is just uh, in anticipation of like a blanket thing for what they might figure out from the past. No, but I mean, most... You know, okay, so part of this conversation was to talk about infighting. And that's to some degree what all of this is. Yeah. And it It all detracts from it. I mean, like who someone fucks is like funny to talk about on the podcast, but so unimportant to me. And, and the pictures people take and the, the things they say on Facebook, it's so, it, it is important, but it's so unimportant because we really have like a bigger, like I really have 
honest to God fears that we're going to have like a Gilead situation, that it's going to be women are enslaved for their bodies, that um, all brown people and black people in America are going to be locked up again. I mean, it really is like dire times. So for us to be arguing about like all that shit, it's like really anybody who's not going to do that is fine. And like, let's just work together because it's really that desperate. And in the burlesque community, it's like, okay, I don't like all the things you do and say, but like, let's see. And you know, let's have a laugh for an hour because like life is really shitty right now. And I don't want to be fighting with someone who I thought was my friend for the last 10 years. Well, come to the cabaret, you know, that musical. And we all know how that musical ends. Yeah. What is life? (laughs) What is life, guys? Yeah. But so, I mean, infighting amongst liberals or people that are, you know, out for the cause isn't good either. No, that does kind of put a anchor on our feet. And I think that's what they want us to do. Touche. They want a few things. And that is definitely one of the things. It divides us. us. Yeah. And then we can't work together. Which is true. It's. Because we can't agree on the work. Yeah, like (laughs) exactly. We can't agree on what we don't agree on with other people. So like in Hawaii for many years now, Hawaii was illegally taken by the United States Mm -hmm. or taken by American citizens in Hawaii and annexed wrongly to this country. Um, And there has been a sovereigntist movement for quite some time. But the reason most people say the reason the sovereigntist movements have not been very successful is because of the infighting, because they can't agree with each other. Um, Right now. Same in Puerto Rico. Exactly. But I mean, look what they're doing right now. Just today. It's first time, though, like ever. Ever. Yes. But also in Hawaii right now, the government, the state government's trying to build this uh this really tall what we call a monstrosity of a telescope on top of a sacred mountain and the hawaiian people have finally like have really put their foot down they've blocked all access to the mountain peacefully Mm. and it's just there's this wave now of indigenous rights and people saying enough is enough and on the shoulders i'm sure of things like standing rock right where like i think we might actually win this one that's beautiful. And Puerto Rico might win this one. And if we can keep this up, like. But even if Puerto Rico wins this one, they're not uh, going to decide where they should be as a, a state or, or a you sovereign know. nation. Yeah. Or, yeah. But it's a step. Yeah. It's a step of actually giving power to the people or the people taking their power back. Yeah. So just I think if we get Trump out. <laughs> focus <laughs> eyes on the prize lucy two yeah. more wait what's the next one two more years right one and some change one, yeah. one and a half more years 2022 2020 oh 2020 sorry oh my god so near you yeah know. it's very close and um we really don't have good candidates yet uh, it's, I, it's I have to say i can't just say that i am against one candidate without saying please vote for warren I'm down with her. I know, but she's so unlikable. I don't. I'm down with her too, but I don't think she's likable enough to the American people to get elected. I think she's like that aunt, like you were indifferent about or whatever. She's, yeah, I see that. But Even though I, I her like policies her. are good. So she's so smart. smart. Yeah. She's, her policies are great. I don't need to like her. And I actually do like her. Vote for her. I'm not just going to come up here and talk shit about the candidates I don't like. Yeah. (laughs) I need to give her a plug too. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
And do you have a closing statement for the burlesque and performance community? Let's try and be nicer to each other. I'll try to. I will. We'll learn each other's love languages. I think you're pretty nice. I have my moments. You were very nice. (laughs) And we have had, you know, we've touched on lots of hot topics. We'd have. Yeah. Yeah. And this was, this was pretty good discourse. I think. Well, I think we all also agree. Yeah, I know. Is that the secret to (laughs) harmony? (laughs) I'm just going to surround myself with like-minded people. But that's not good. No. You have to talk to people you don't like. I know. Echo chamber is not a good thing. I know, but I just love the sound of my voice so much. Oh. (laughs) That's a lie. I hate the sound of my voice. (laughs) Well, thank you for being here. (laughs) Thank you for having me. if you listened all the way to the end, good for you. I know. Please email us your questions, comments, uh-huh. concerns, add-ins. I hope everything uh, was okay. Register to vote. Vote in 2020. Absolutely. And <laughs> help people register to vote that don't understand why it's important, that don't understand they have to vote in all of the elections. Uh-huh. And support your people. local artists. Support your local artists. Um, um, say something nice to your neighbor. Um, let's spread positivity. Well, I, I guess or your depends. boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> And pick up the dry cleaning. (laughs) Bag of dicks. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. artist um, um, say something nice to your neighbor um, let's spread positivity well, I, I guess or your depends. boyfriend <laughs> <laughs> loaded <laughs> and pick up the dry cleaning <laughs> bag of dicks <laughs> thank you thank, thank you, you. Bye.